Hey, what's up, guys? And welcome to Talk for the Quickfire podcast, where we ask four great questions to unique and interesting people. Behind the mic today on Talk for is your host, Louis Scoopian, that's me, and our special guest, Travis Chappell, who will be answering our questions today. Travis, please introduce yourself and give us a quick rundown of what you do before I shoot you some questions. Yeah, sure. What's up, Lou? What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, my name is Travis Chappell. I am a podcaster and a software company founder, CEO. Um, started out just doing door-to-door sales, jumped into the podcasting space and haven't looked back since then. Fantastic. No, um, you're a very interesting person and um, I'm glad I've, I've obviously followed your page for quite some time. And um, it's it's cool to see the stuff you put out. And I like your take on the podcasting scene and I'm really keen to ask a few questions about obviously what you do. So um, if you're if you're ready to go, let's get on with question number one, I reckon. Yeah, let's do it. Brilliant. So to kick off question one, I wanted to ask, what do you feel sets a podcast apart from the rest going into 2022? It's pretty straightforward to get a podcast up and running, but there's just so many of them out there now. How can they stand out and gain traction? <clears throat> yeah, so the really key to long-term podcasting success is committing to consistent quality content with context over a long period of time. There's not really any way around that. And the reason I say commitment to consistency is that uh, a lot of times when you're just getting started, you don't know what's going to make it successful. You don't know what that thing is that's going to help you stand out from all the other shows. You kind of make some guesses and hopefully you're doing some thinking around that with your strategy when you launch. But at the end of the day, the only really real way to know that is to put out content and get feedback from listeners and find what we call content market fit, not just product market fit, which is a very familiar term, uh, especially for those in the software space, but in podcasting or YouTube or something like that, you want to find that content market fit. What's the what's the best angles that I can come at? What's the best information that I can get for the people that I serve the most? And so all of that really comes down to two things. Number one, what's the goal that I have for my show? You know, do you want to build your network? Do you want to uh, be a full-time podcaster and monetize through sponsors? Do you want to bring more leads in for your business? Do you want to do business development for your business, create big relationships with potential partners for your business, et cetera, et cetera, figure out what the goal is first. And then the second thing is who's the market that you're going to serve? What's the niche that you're going to find? Uh, the the people that are going to want the information that you have. And then um, if you just become obsessed about solving the problems of the market that you're trying to reach with the show, uh, then that should really inform your content over time. And as you continue to produce content, you'll get, you'll get better at it. You'll find better guests. The quality of the content you're putting out will be better. People will start to share it more often um, and it'll start to really grow an organically uh, growing fan base from there. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds to me, obviously, from what you're saying there, that uh, the kind of key to standing out from the rest is really just having a very clear, defined goal and understanding exactly what you're doing, how you want to output your content and who you're trying to, you know, obviously put the uh, the problems into perspective too, I suppose. So, um, yeah, no, that's very interesting. I'm sure that um, I'll be... And, and, and to get super clear, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but it's and to get super clear on who you're talking to as well. Mm. That's very, very, that's a very, very important piece. You, you can't... Can't just come in and be a generalist. You you got to be solving a real problem for a real person uh, that's Absolutely. out there. Totally makes sense. So for question number two now, um, what do you feel is the best way to nurture and develop a relationship with a high profile individual? Obviously, with people who are extremely busy, you don't want to bombard them, but you also don't want to lose an opportunity to develop a relationship with someone important. What do you think is the best way to do that? Ah, uh, man. Well. It starts. It starts with one word, and that one word is value. Uh, every relationship starts and uh, continues based on value. What value can you provide in the relationship? 
um, the, the best, the best relationships are ones where people are constantly trying to give more value than the other person. And those are always, uh, those are relationships that are sustainable over a long period of time because no party is doing it for the sake of getting something in return for the other party. They're just doing it because they have value to give and value to offer. And they care about helping the people that are around them succeed. And so they continuously add value to each other and grow each other. Um, and nobody is kind of dragging the other person along. And where that doesn't work long-term is when you have somebody who has all the value to give and the other person has no value to give. And, uh, and that ends up being a super one-sided relationship. And a lot of times those don't last over a long period of time. So it really all comes down to value, how you get in touch with the person and how you start to create those relationships. That's a completely different conversation, but ultimately in a, in a, in a really short answer, it's, it's based on the value that you can provide a relationship. And so uh, that's why I always tell people, uh, your, your network will increase in direct proportion to the amount of value that you can add to others. And that's why it's always very important to be focusing on investing into yourself and turning yourself into a better asset, uh, becoming a more valuable person yourself, whether that's through your relationships and connections, whether that's through your knowledge and your learning, whether that's through your, your, your skill sets and the uh, unique uh, value that you can provide to a, a certain marketplace. Uh, whatever, whatever that is, you know, you have to be able to provide that value and articulate that value in a small amount of time to be able to start cultivating those connections. Fantastic. And um, that, that leads really well into the next question, actually, which is uh, what are the most effective ways to get in touch with high profile individuals to get them to collaborate with you and be on your show when you were starting out? And did you have any methods that were particularly effective, anything that you used? Um, yeah, please give us a, give us a few ideas. So in terms of just connecting with high profile individuals, my biggest advice is start a show, um, which is exactly what you're doing. But in terms of like, how do you reach out to those people when you're first getting started? It's a lot simpler than most people think. It's basically just do it. Um, start reaching out, develop your, your list uh, of people like your dream list. Start reaching out to those people, cold DMs on Instagram, um, you know, tweet at them, send an email, find a team member on, on their team, do something special for them, send them a gift. However, you can find a way to grab their attention, do that. And uh, the first few are the hardest. Uh, the biggest thing that I can, uh, that I, the biggest kind of secret that, that, that we always give out is like use and leverage the credibility that you've built with the conversations you've already had. So if you've already had people that you know, the person you're reaching out to knows, likes, trusts, or follows, uh, then name those people when you're reaching out to those people. And like I said, that snowball effect will continue to happen more and more the, the more people that you get to say yes. The first few are, the, are definitely the hardest. And that's why we have a, you know, a software called Guestio where you can go on there and book the first few um, and actually pay them to come onto your show, kind of like a speaking fee, but for a podcast. Uh, so it's like a podcast speaking fee, essentially. And so what you can do is build up a big bank of credibility with three to five big name guests right out of the gate. That way, when you go do you know your cold reach out later on, uh, you're, you're starting with a, a bank of good names. A lot of times at the beginning, like the best way and easiest and fastest way to do it is just sometimes you got to pay to play and understand that uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, some people have this stigma around that, but at the end of the day, those people have worked really, really, really hard to make their time extremely valuable. And there's a lot of people who want to have some of their time. And so either you have to earn it over a long period of time or you pay them for it and you can do that immediately. And so if you're wanting to kind of get that fast pass, then you can use something like Guestio or you can, uh, you know, devise your own strategy for reaching out to those people or, uh, you know, join a mastermind if they're putting a mastermind together, you know, there's, there's several ways to kind of get in touch with them from the beginning, but uh, that's kind of how we did it. 
Brilliant. And um, yeah, funny you should mention that because I actually did sign up to Guestio probably a couple of weeks ago and straight away I did notice that um, Steve D. Sims is in the house there and um, I managed to have him on my podcast uh, a few episodes ago and he was a fantastic guest and yeah, I can nice. only recommend having him on there and everything. But yeah, at the beginning I did, I mean, the first thing I did personally was I just sent out probably, you know, 50, 60, 70 DMs and I was lucky enough to have, you know, three or four you know, come back with a reply. And, um, you know, after those three or four who replied, we got two of them to, you know, get scheduled into the calendar and everything and got on the podcast and kind of went from there. So, yeah, totally agree with what you said there. And, um, yeah, thank you for the input. So um, leading on from that now for question number four, for podcasters and podcasts that have reached a plateau and aren't growing their views and followers much anymore, how can they continue to grow and develop? Is there a marketing method for podcasts that are similar to how businesses would advertise a product? Or is it all about patience and consistency so the algorithms can do their work? So yes, it's about patience and consistency, but the algorithms aren't going to do the work for you. You are going to have to get out there and market. And the best way that we know how to do that is through getting is doing exactly what we're doing right now. Uh, becoming a guest on as many other podcasts as you can become a guest on because the bottom line is podcast listeners listen to podcasts, meaning that the only place that you can reach a podcaster or a podcast listener with your marketing is when they're listening to a podcast. You can make guesses and set up targeting parameters on Google ads or Facebook or Instagram ads or any of those other platforms. But at the end of the day, you're still making a guess of whether or not that person is a podcast listener, because if they're not a podcast listener, not only do you have to convince them to listen to your podcast, you have to convince them to listen to podcasts in general. You have to convince them to consume in a different type of media that they're not used to consuming. So the best way to get people to jump on board and listen to to your podcast is to find them while they're listening to other podcasts, which is why the other side of Guestio is not just booking guests, but it's booking yourself on shows. And so, um, you know, if you want to go get booked on a bunch of shows, you can pay 97 bucks a month on our pro plan and you can go over there and get yourself booked and you can get yourself pitched and booked on a bunch of shows uh, using the show side of the marketplace and Guestio. Um, and that's really the best way, the most effective way that I've been able to grow my audience is by going and getting on other people's shows that have the audience that I want uh, to, to, to follow me on my show. Mm, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's absolutely right, I feel. And um, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about, um, about the whole podcasting thing as well and advertising and stuff. And I wanted to ask one more thing and be a little bit cheeky about it too. Um, if you had a certain budget, so let's say a very small budget at the beginning of your podcasting journey or just for someone who's starting out in that field, where would you apply that budget in terms of would you spend it on getting the guests in? Would you spend it on one good guest and then advertising that? Or would you try and make kind of free content in that sense um, as consistently as possible and then advertise that and spend that budget there? I'm just interested to hear what you have to say about that. So let's pick a number because um, you know small budget is very subjective. Somebody might be thinking 10 grand is a small budget. Some people might be thinking 100 bucks is a small budget. So let's pick a number and I'll tell you what I would do with it. Um, I mean, for, for someone starting out, probably I'd, I'd say you're in, you're in dollars, aren't you in the U S uh, yeah, dollars or yeah, you, you can, you know, denominate it however you'd like to. Let's say two fifties to $300. Okay. So you got a couple hundred bucks to spend. Um, my, my overarching piece of advice is basically you don't have enough money to, to uh, go get uh, a ton of exposure, um, which is why I would say um, to use something like Guestio to go get yourself booked on shows. Um, because if you try to spend that on an ad platform, it's just going to, it's just going to be a waste. You might get four or five subscribers and probably nothing's really going to come of it. It's not going to bring you enough attention. Um, but if you can get on Guestio for three months at 99 bucks a month and 
you know, pitch 50 podcasts a month and get booked on 10 and get booked on 10 to 12 of those uh, podcasts, then you can get in front of, you know, 30 different audiences for 300 bucks um, and connect with the hosts of those shows, which can lead to other potential growth opportunities in the future. So, um, I mean, I, I know I'm biased because it's the platform and software that I built, but we built it out of necessity. We didn't build it and go look for customers. We built it because we knew it was a problem that needed to be solved because the advice that we're giving to all of our clients was that, and there wasn't a way to be able to do it properly. So if you got 300 bucks, man, I would just do three months of $99 a month, guest to pro and pitch yourself onto 50 shows every month. Um, uh, and then, uh, and then, and then, you know, any traffic that comes in from that monetize, put that money away and reinvest it back into growth. Excellent. So that is our four questions done for today. And before we wrap this up, it is time for the shameless plug. Travis, please feel free to take a minute and promote anything you're working on, want people to take a look at, or just something that you believe in. Yeah, sure. So Guestio is the big thing. I mean, go to guestio.com. That's guestio.com to fill out a profile for free. You can do up to five pitches per month for free, by the way. Um, you can do that forever. So if you uh, don't have the $99 a month, um, start free and move up from there. Uh, but we built the platform, especially for people looking to get good guests for their platforms and then also looking to get themselves booked onto shows. And so um, if that's you, then head over there, create a free profile, start booking some people today. Um, and then if you want to follow me a little bit more closely, just go to travischapel.com, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L, travischapel.com. Um, you'll be able to find all my social links and everything else from there. Brilliant. Travis, thank you so much for joining me today for the Talk 4 podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on and thank you for your time. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you guys for listening. See you in the next episode and don't forget to like, subscribe and leave your thoughts in the comments. Signing off for now.